Today on the Hill, I have serial and social entrepreneur, Sydney Hill. Sydney has received a bachelor's degree in sociology from the University of Michigan and is currently pursuing a master in learning technology and design at Wayne State. Sydney will be exploring with us about intersectionality of Black women in the workspace as well as social spaces. So yes, Sydney, once again, what does it mean for Vice President-elect Kamala Harris to be in office as a woman, as the first Black person, and the first South Asian person of Asian descent to become Vice President? For me, the biggest thing is representation. For a lot of Black people, for a lot of people of color, it's hard for us to navigate certain spaces, especially in the fields of politics, you know, education, technology. It's hard for us to see ourselves in these different roles. So I feel like she gives us the ability to see ourselves in this role in these different spaces. But she makes it almost like it's attainable because before when she wasn't in a role, especially for women, you know, you don't see women in top spaces like that especially in the United States. So giving her the platform, giving her the space, the opportunity to hold this position, it gives Black women, it gives people of color, it gives all of these different identity groups the ability to be able to set a goal for themselves, match that to a different person, being able to physically, being able to match that goal and represent it with someone and then being able to, you know, seek out the steps to be able to get to wherever they want to go. If that be a governor, if that be the top investor, if that is a, you know, the learning architect of an organization, you now have, you know, someone in that space where you can look up to and say that you can do it too. Yes, Cindy, I totally agree, especially with the example Stacey Abrams had in this election. Stacey Abrams lost the 2018 gubernatorial election in Georgia due to voter suppression. And in Georgia, she registered 800,000 new voters. And it's been a red state since 1972. and was one of the key states in Biden winning. Sydney, can you speak to your experience in undermining Black women or just underestimating Black women and people of color? Yes, I think that Stacey Abrams, her whole entire Uh, story from losing the 2018 election to flipping her state blue. I think it's just a testament of just people in general underestimating the power of Black voices, underestimating the power of Black women. I also think that taking her failure from the election and then moving it and taking that energy that she had. You know, she had a lot of, a lot of people were talking about her because she had a very good run. I personally was rooting for her. I really thought that she had it in the bag. So I feel like she took what she had already made note of and all the things she had highlighted from this election. And she really used that to power this voter suppression campaign in the state of Georgia. And I think that Along with her, you know, and other grassroots organizations, I think it is absolutely amazing what she was able to accomplish over such a short period of time. Because she legit made history being able to turn the state blue. Because like you said, it's been red since 1972. I think a lot of times people believe that because you, you know, you're born 
this way or you know you had this certain experience growing up that you're not going to be able to do x y and z things but i think her being able to just completely destroy this election i just thought it was just amazing i just feel like it really does help me and i know other people uh not look at failure as a place of being stagnant i like oh i failed you know i don't know what to do but i feel like her being able to take this and being able to turn it into something else i feel like it helps people being able to it helps people better transition from their failure to bring forth another path of success yes given this pattern of mistreatment especially with women of color it's it's very discouraging seeing how the media portrays women of color especially black women for example kamala harris they're making fun of her name historically It just shows this pattern of mistreatment, of oppression that needs to be addressed. And it's really unfair given the high status she even has should it matters. She's a vice president, the first vice president. And yet we still see her being in the news, being mistreated and being seen as a monster, as President Trump would say. And Sydney, I want to ask you. What does it mean to see this mistreatment of women of color, such as this powerful woman of color, such as Kamala Harris in the office? What does that mistreatment mean to you and other women of color? For me, I feel like it means a lot of different things. The first being that there hasn't been any growth in the United States at all pertaining to how they treat women, especially how they treat black women. I think that our history, all throughout our history in the United States, they've never treated black women fairly. They've never treated black women equally. So I think that showing or treating Kamala Harris, whether they do in the media, you know, on all different types of platforms, I think that it's just a testament of how far we've not come racially, how we haven't come far equitably on how we treat women in the media, especially how we treat black women in the media. Um, I also think that it also shows signs of just not acknowledging the things that have happened in the past and just reconciling with that because these issues are so systemic and so institutionalized. It's hard for us to, well, it's not hard for me. It's hard for others in the United States to really acknowledge the things that have happened and try to work to, I guess essentially what I'm saying is it's going to take a lot for the United States to be able to acknowledge the things that they've done and how it has affected different people. And until that acknowledgement happens, then we won't, we'll always continue to see Kamala Harris's getting mistreated in the media we always see michelle obama's getting mistreated in the media so until we take those steps to acknowledge our wrongdoing and acknowledge the systemic institutionalized racism then we'll just constantly see these different types of attack on powerful black women yes and i'm very deeply disturbed by the mistreatment and the disrespect of black women in the media and i saw that you had mentioned Michelle Obama, do you want to speak a little bit about that? Yes, I think that Michelle Obama was 
a phenomenal first lady. To me, she was the best first lady that the United States has ever seen. And I say that because she handled everything with so much class, so much grace, and she just did everything It was just amazing how she handled everything from being first lady to being a mom to being a wife. She was just phenomenal at everything. And not only that, she was the highest or she's the most educated first lady in United States history. But underneath all of those accolades, she still faced so much scrutiny by the media in the United States and just all over the world, just because she was a black woman. A lot of times I watched the CNN uh, First Wives documentary. And at the time when the Obamas were in office, I was in middle school and high school. So I wasn't really connected to politics as I am today. But watching the documentary really opened my eyes to see all of the flack that they did get while they were in the White House. I just didn't realize it now. And a lot of times they talked about how she looked like a monkey or they always talked about her arms when she wore sleeveless dresses and they said that she looked very masculine in them. But you never heard her, I want to say, break character from any of the flack that she did get. She was just able to handle it and still be able to just grasp so many people' attention. I feel like she didn't deserve the things that she went through while the Obamas were in office. And I do believe that she was just an amazing first lady. Like, I just loved her. I just felt that people don't understand what Black women go through. And I feel like for her being the first Black woman in that position, she just opened up the doors for so many women. She was just such an inspiration. But I think one captivating thing about her is that she was able to captivate a complete audience. She was just able to like, even though Obama was the president and he had his own following, she was able to foster her own following and community and be able to still be such an inspiration and such a woman of class and grace. Yes, and I totally agree. Her story is just so powerful. She was coming from a working class family and she literally worked her way to the top, not because of her husband. Like you said, she has her own accolade. She's in her own category as first lady. She's an amazing black woman. Her story is just so riveting to other black women and to people and to people of color because we can say that we can see somebody as we can see Michelle as this example of being truly exemplary in her own way. And her, despite what the media says, despite what her critics say, she's just an amazing person and we love her. But one thing I would like to add is that when she was in these different political spaces, I love that she was still all about her family and she was still about her two daughters. She always made sure that outside of the political space, and even though they had access to all of these different things, she still wanted them to grow up in, you know, like a normal type life. So I like the fact that she, even though she was in this position of power, she still prioritized. Yeah, she still prioritized, you know, her children's lives. And she really made sure that they had 
some type of a normal life. So I really like that she still was able to, I don't know, she just balanced everything just so well between just being a mom and just being our first lady. Let's talk about that balance, you say. What is the balance for being a Black woman in college, for being a Black woman in business? What are those balances that you need to maintain as a Black woman or a person of color or a woman of color? I think the first thing is really just having a community, really just having people that you can rely on. Because I know for me, like when I was in college, I know I wouldn't have graduated without you know, my family, my friends, and really just being able to find people who were always rooting for me and who wanted to see me succeed. I think that also when we are finding balances or when we're trying to find balance, I think that sometimes we have to acknowledge the different things that are going on in our lives because sometimes we pick up these different things and we say like, yeah, I can do this and yeah, I can do that. But we really don't realize the amount of emotional stress that may bring or the amount of anxiety that may bring. So when we are trying to find a balance or create a balance, I think it's important to really set aside some time to figure out, you know, if this project is doable, if I can take on this task. Because sometimes we like to say that we can and we really just don't have the time. So I think for our emotional and mental uh, stability, I really think that it's important when trying to find a balance that we assess ourselves and where we're at today and then being honest with ourselves to see if we can actually take this on. I feel like a lot of times too, we try to overcompensate by doing multiple tasks or picking up multiple projects and equating that to some type of success or equating that to productivity. But I think that if we take the time to really evaluate ourselves first, Again, and being able to first decide if we can even take these tasks on, I feel like we can find balance a lot easier and a lot quicker. Yes, Sydney, thank you so much for bringing in the perspective, your perspective and your experiences of being a Black woman and a woman of color. Lastly, I'm going to ask you the question, what can we do to support Black women in all spaces? I think to support Black women in all spaces, people should allow Black women to just be who they are in every space that we enter. Our hair is scrutinized. Things that we say is always under critical analysis or critical review. Our bodies are always a topic of discussion. Things that we wear, things that we say, do, all of that, it really doesn't give us a space to really just be ourselves. We always have to put up a front. Or we always have to code switch, you know, to assimilate to different spaces. But oftentimes and not, we're just not allowed to be who we truly are. So I think if you want to support Black women, just let them be who they are, who they naturally, who they comfortably feel like they are. You know, don't ask them questions. Don't try to make sense of what they're doing. Just allow for them to be as free-spirited as they are. And that is the best way to support Black women. All right, Sia, thank you so much for your perspective. Lastly, thank you, Sia, so much for your ideas, your perspective on being a woman of color, being a Black woman. For our audience, where can we follow your story and just follow you as a person? Thank you so much for having me on today's show. If you want any wellness tips, tricks, uh, 
be sure to follow my brand, uh, Marie Essentials, on Instagram. The handle is Marie underscore Essentials. If you're interested in learning more about educational technology, be sure to follow A1AI Technologies. The handle is A1AI Tech on Instagram. And if you're just looking for some cool insights into the things that I'm doing just in general, follow me. I am Sydney Hill on all social platforms. I'm on Clubhouse, Twitter, Instagram, whatever is your favorite social platform. I'm there. So thank you again for having me on today's show.